Hey guys, it's Leah Buckles from Prestige Worldwide Medical Consulting. I'm a U.S. Army veteran, physician assistant, and former CMP examiner. Today, I wanted to come on and discuss, um, do, do another video in this series we've been doing about CMP exams, what to expect in a CMP exam. So every CMP examiner has their own approach, but gen generally speaking, um, there is a specific format that they're supposed to use and discuss and ask questions related to um, what's on the disability benefit questionnaire, essentially. Um, a disability benefit questionnaire is a document that the VA provides to CMP examiners to elicit specific information that um, helps them determine rating criteria. These documents can be obtained um, on VA.gov. You can print them out. You can take a look at them. You can have your private treating provider um, fill one out for you and submit it. Um, so this is stuff that's ready, readily available on VA.gov that you can take a look at. So um, we're going to talk about diabetes today and how what, what to expect in that CMP exam. So briefly, before we get into um, the examination, I just want to talk about the types of diabetes that are the most common ones that are um, seen in veterans, right? So type 2 diabetes, or what's generally referred to as adult onset diabetes, is probably the more common type of diabetes that we see. Um, now, type 1 diabetes, which is commonly commonly referred to as juvenile onset diabetes is also rated in veterans depending on the circumstances, right? Because it can actually de be developed later in life, um, even though it's you know predominantly seen in juveniles, it can develop later, right? So, how is um, diabetes related to service? So, if you're diagnosed in service, it can be um, rated directly as as it happened while you were on active duty, right? It can also be, um, you know, if you're diagnosed within the first year of separation, it's one of those conditions that, um, you know, if you meet a specific threshold, um, it can be related back to your service. It can be secondarily related to your service um, due to another medical condition. One example would be um, weight gain as an intermediate step. I've done several videos on this in the past. You can check out if one of your VA uh, service-connected disabilities has um, can caused you to become obese, um, leading to diabetes. That's a way that it can be connected. Um, also, if you are a veteran that serves um, and was exposed to Agent Orange, it's one of the presumptively related conditions that can be service-connected. Um, so there's several different ways that this can be related back to service, okay? So now on to the CMP exam. So when you file a claim for VA disability with the help of your VSO accredited claims agent, attorney, or on your own or whatever, um, you are going to probably get a packet in the mail or a phone call or both um, that discusses where your examination is going to be. Um, some examinations can be done virtually, some, you know, telephonically over video chat, some have to be done in person. It just depends on the specifics. So you should get a um, packet in the mail that says, you're going to have this examination on whatever platform it's going to be in person, on the phone, etc. It's going to list, it should list the name of the um, treating practitioner that, or not treating, the evaluating practitioner that's looking at the um, specific diagnosis with you, whether that's a physician, a PA, or a nurse practitioner. Generally, in this case, it's going to be one of those three types of um, healthcare practitioners. Um, it may say how long they've been doing exams. Um, I think a lot of times it will list, hey, they've been an examiner for five years, um, 
maybe what their specialty is, if it's a physician, if they work in emergency medicine, that, that type of data may or may not be on the um, form. Okay. So it's going to tell you the time and the location, and it may have some, um, it may actually have some questions for you to fill out prior to coming in. Okay. You're going to go to your exam the day of the examination, um, if it's in person, right. And you're going to go over basically the DBQ. So I'd like for you guys, if you get a chance to pull up the DBQ, the disability benefit questionnaire on va.gov, I have it here pulled up. Um, and they're basically going to run down these questions with you. They should have your um, medical records, your C file or whatever the VA has provided to them to um, have some background history on the condition and what your contention is. Um, essentially, I'm looking at it now, like I said, the, the first thing, some of this data is not questions they necessarily ask you, it's data they pull out of your file. So um, it asks, do they have an official diagnosis of diabetes type 1 or type 2? They have to annotate that. Then it asks them to annotate, um, you know, what, what is the treatment? Are you being treated with um, restricted diet alone, with medications? Are you prescribed insulin? If so, how many times a day? Um, do you require regulation of activities, right? And it says for VA purposes, regulation of activities can be defined as avoidance of strenuous occupational and recreational activities with the intention of avoiding hypoglycemic episodes. So if you are a farmer and you used to work 12 hours a day farming, driving a tractor, doing stuff like that, and your medical professional has told you, hey, you have to cut this back because you're going to, you know, cause yourself um, harm, that would be an indication to check that, right? Something of that nature. Um, then it's going to ask frequency of diabetic care. Okay. It, it, how often do you have to see your diabetic provider for episodes of ketoacidosis? How, um, how often do you have to see them for hypoglycemia, right? So these questions are very important because these questions feed directly into what the rating criteria is, okay, which we'll go over in a few minutes. Um, it asks about how many hospitalizations you've had for ketoacidosis or hypoglycemic reactions in the past 12 months. Um, have you lost weight um, or had uh, strength, loss of strength issues, okay? Sometimes, um, you know, we think of diabetics as people that gain a lot of weight, weight, but in fact, you can develop things like diabetic gastroparesis or other conditions that cause you to lose a lot of weight, right? Um, so next, and I think this is a really important part, right? It asks about secondary, like complications of diabetes. So do you have peripheral neuropathy? Do you have erectile dysfunction related to, um, Actually, this blog asks about diabetic peripheral neuropathy and renal dysfunction and diabetic retinopathy, the eyes. Um, it's really important because if you have those things, you should be getting treated for them. But also if these are checked, um, it specifically says if these boxes are checked, um, the appropriate DBQs for those conditions have to be done. So now we're talking about adding secondaries, right? And if you have peripheral neuropathy and four extremities, you know, that's a pretty diabetic peripheral neuropathy those can all be added onto the diabetes, right? If you get approved for the diabetes and it's pretty cut and dry. Um, the next block is, does the veteran have any of the following conditions that are at least as likely as not due to diabetes? Erectile dysfunction, okay? Now you might have erectile dysfunction and it not be related to the diabetes, but they're specifically inquiring if the practitioner believes that that condition is related to the diabetes. So erectile dysfunction, cardiac conditions, hypertension, peripheral vascular disease, stroke, skin diabetic skin conditions, 
eye changes that are not retinopathy. So maybe cataracts or something like that. Um, and if any of those are checked, those DBQs separately should be done so that the VA can determine if they're going to rate those conditions as well, right? Um, then it asks, um, basically, if your diabetes has aggravated any of those aforementioned conditions. So the, the last block was asking if it basically caused those conditions. Now, this block is asking, did you have those conditions before and your diabetes is worsening in them, Okay. Um, then it's going to ask about any other pertinent physical findings, just like a catch-all block for them to add any information. Um, have you had any surgeries? Um, I'm sorry, have you had, do you have any scars, surgical or otherwise? Every DBQ asks about scars, right? So um, off the top of my head, I can't think of one that would be for diabetes, but, it, you know, there might be one if you had some kind of procedure. Um, and if you have a scar related to the diabetes, then they would do the diabetes DBQ, right? So then it asks about test use in the diagnosis. It's probably not something they're going to ask you. It's probably something they're going to like look at in your medical records and annotate um, how, when and how that diagnosis was made based on lab evaluations. Um, and then they asked, does it affect your ability to work? And asked to describe how. So those are mostly the questions they're going to ask you. Okay. Um, so it's good for you guys to review that, to take a look at it. Um, I'd like to talk very quickly about um, the ratings. I'm not an accredited claims agent. I am not an attorney. I'm not a VSO. I'm a medical professional. I'm a, um, I review medical records and I assist veterans with medical opinion letters that can accompany their claims. Um, you know, I don't help with the filing or administrative stuff, but I like to go over this just because a lot of veterans have questions about it. So the ratings are also readily available online. Um, you can look them up. They're in the 38 Code of Federal Regulation. There's several um, fantastic uh, accredited attorney blogs that have this information as well. Ratings are always subject to change, of course. Um, but right now, this is rated any you know up to 100%. Um, the 10% rating is um, awarded if the veteran can manage their blood sugar by just restricted diets. 20% is restricted diet and um, either insulin one or more times a day um, and need to take an oral hypoglycemic agent. Um, well, it's technically required insulin inj injections one or more time a day, required a restricted diet or the need to take oral hypoglycemic agents um, while also remaining on a that type of a diet. 40% um, goes up to one or more insulin injections, restricted diet and regulated activity so on and so forth. 60%, it just basically talks about, um, you know, it's just more restrictions, right? Uh, the 100% level is progressive weight loss, strength um, and reduction complications that would be compensable if separately evaluated, lots of hospitalizations, things like that. Um, so I hope this was helpful on diabetes um, and the CMP exam. If you guys have any questions about this, please drop them in the comments. I'm, uh, I'll try to answer them quickly. Please like the channel and um, thanks for so much for the support. We're trying to grow the channel. So if you are not a, a member of the channel or a subscriber, please subscribe. That would be awesome. And um, talk to you guys soon. Thanks a bunch.